You're listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama, a church with a heart for the gospel. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org. Oh, well, it's so good to be with you. This is, this is exciting. You should see the stage from up here. The, the Church of the Advent has met in a lot of places over the years. Some of you will know this, but it's met in a grocery store. It's met in Seals Piano Company. Met a couple times in an opera house. Um, but I don't know if it's ever met on a stage so well designed for a rock concert. And I mean, we've got the lights, we've got corrugated steel. This could be the future. Um, so I just sort of throw that out there. I was thinking about what do you say for a 150th celebration event like this? And I first thought, well, when Frank Limehouse was dean here, he always asked preachers two questions. I know because I came and preached a couple of times and he said, there's two questions for you. One, is that sermon actually good news or just good advice? And two, and this one was a little sterner, did Jesus have to die for you to preach that sermon? I thought, well, those are very serious questions, sir. They were good questions. But I wasn't sure that was the tone for tonight. And that was confirmed because I got to have a, a little chat with Bishop Curry. And we're so glad that she can be here with us. And I asked her, I said, this is a strange genre. I'm a professor. I'm sometimes a preacher. I'm not really a 150th anniversary celebration speaker. <laughs> What do you do? And she had two, I think, very wise insights. She said, one, be funny. I thought, you know, no pressure, but thank you. I try to listen to my bishop. But two, and this one's easier, just don't be up there very long. And I thought, okay, I am aware that in a setting like this, the part of this talk you are most looking forward to is when it's over. I get it. You've been standing there. There's all sorts of things waiting. So what am I going to try to do in the couple of minutes? I'm not actually going to tell you how long I was invited to speak. I don't think you want to know. What I will tell you is that I will not speak as long as I was invited. I promise you that. I'll only go roughly 45 minutes. But I've been connected with the Church of the Advent for a little over 10 years in various ways. I was just realizing that yesterday. That's not insignificant. I've done various things on various continents with people from this church. But that still leaves 140 years and thousands of people over 150 years who have not just sort of been splashed by the history of this place like me, but who have lived it and swum deeply in it. I'm not here to tell you your stories in the history that you have lived. I think what I was asked to do briefly is just to see and to help us hear the heartbeat of this place yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And in some ways, that language of the heart already gets us close. You probably know that the Advent likes to talk about having not one, but four hearts. A heart for the gospel, a heart for those who need to hear it, a heart for those who have been burned by the church, and a heart for the city of Birmingham. I think those are beautiful hearts that get us close to the heart. But let me tell you just a little bit of your history that I think also helps us get close to the heart. 
See, it's not just the 150th anniversary of the Church of the Advent, it's also the 40th anniversary of the Advent being the Cathedral Church of the Advent. And in 1982, on February 12th, there was a service, it was a Friday, to set the Church of the Advent apart as the Cathedral for the diocese. And the service began with a bishop standing outside, the doors were closed, and the bishop said, let the doors be opened. And the doors were opened on that Friday in February. And then the first prayer was prayed. Peace be to this house and peace to all who enter it. But what makes a church, a cathedral, a place where those who come would experience peace? About a hundred years before that day, in the late 1880s, there was another bishop preaching at the Advent. This wasn't in the current building, which wasn't finished until 1893 in a way that it could be worshipped in. This was in the old wooden building that we heard said about 200. This was before the Thanksgiving Day fire that destroyed that building in 1892. But some of the cement and some of the footings and the walls had gotten to be about three feet high on the present nave. And the bishop who was preaching in that church, Bishop Wilmer, said that day, how strong a foundation has the Advent, firm and enduring. And that got me thinking, what is the foundation that's firm and enduring for the Advent? That's lasted for 150 years, and please God will continue tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And I got a little help when I went 100 years into the future from that late 1880s day back to February 1982. Because two days after the Cathedral Church of the Advent was made a cathedral, it had its first Sunday service. This is February 14th. 1982. And do you know what song was sung during that service? It's kind of a trick question because there's two hymns about foundations. But the one they sang was the church's one foundation is Jesus Christ, her Lord. And that, I think, both names the firm foundation that Bishop Wilmer Noticed it wasn't the walls, but it was that word about Jesus Christ. And I think very briefly, I can tell you the true story of Jesus Christ being not just the churches, but this church's firm foundation by telling you about two women. Now, both of these women are fictional, but the story I'm going to tell you is true. One of these women is named Mother, and Mother is a character in a book written by William Inge in the middle of the 20th century. Now, William Inge was a person who at this point in his life was struggling, and he went to a lot of churches looking for peace for a firm foundation, for comfort, and for hope. And this isn't the night for the sad version of his story, but he did not find it in the churches he went into. 
And he wrote about a character named Mother who had lost a son, who was suffering, who had a secret that she felt she couldn't share, and she really wished she could go to church. And she would sit on her front porch and watch her neighbor go to church every day. And she said to her son, I wish I had a God to pray to now, but I don't seem to be able to find him. The narrator says mother had stopped going to church. And then we get mother's reason. Church, she said, isn't a place you go with your troubles. Church is just a play, place to go when you're feeling good and you have a new hat to wear. The thing to celebrate about the Cathedral Church of the Advent, the thing to pray that God will preserve for the Cathedral Church of the Advent, is that it is a place that people can come with their troubles. You can come here too if things are going well. I've got nothing against a nice hat. But can you come with your troubles? What kind of church is a place where you actually find peace when you enter. And I think it's a second fictional character that helps us get to the heart of that. This is a woman named Janet. She's in a book by George Eliot. And George Eliot wrote a story called Janet's Repentance. And Janet, like mother, is suffering. She's in a marriage that she probably shouldn't have got herself into. It's turned difficult. She's trying to cope with it. She's reached points of emotional and physical danger in the marriage, and she's just trying to hold on. And she's been around a lot of churches and a lot of ministers and a lot of people, and she says that she's sick and tired of the feeble words of advice, the barren exhortations to make resolutions and to do better. She's finding that she can't go with her troubles to the people she knows and to the churches she's in. But there's a new minister in town named Mr. Tryon that everyone laughs at because he apparently is, quote, fond of great sufferers and sinners. And Janet said, that used to sound funny, but now it sounds like hope. Maybe I could talk to him. And she sits down across from him and listen to what she says. She says to him, I want to tell you how unhappy I am, how weak, how wounded, and how wicked. I feel no strength to live or die, and I thought that maybe you could tell me something. Have you ever known a person like me, she said, who's gotten peace? Can you give me any comfort, any hope? Can I come here with my troubles? Mr. Tryon ministers to Janet. You can read the book. It's worth doing. That's your homework. You didn't know you were going to get any. At the end of it, she actually says to her mother later, his words, I think because he's felt life more deeply and suffered more, were like rain on the parched earth of my heart. But among the words he says to her come from Matthew chapter 11. We've already heard it tonight. He says to her, Janet, you are weary and heavy laden. 
And it is precisely to you that Jesus said, Come unto me, and I will give you rest. That word is not a feeble word like the ones Janet had heard. That word is actually, in the Book of Common Prayer, what Thomas Cranmer calls a comfortable word. There's four of them in the Holy Communion service. Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son to the end that all who believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the chief. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he can forgive not only our sins, but the sins of the whole world. That's a place you can go with your troubles. That's not a feeble word. That's a comfortable word. And I was honored to be invited to celebrate 150 years of the Church of the Advent. It's a place with real people. Some people want to find a perfect church and a pure church. I've been reading your history. It's not quite that. (laughs) And praise God, because that means it's an actual church with actual people with actual troubles where people can come with their hopes and their fears and their joys and their tears and their pain and their questions and their dreams. And they can hear the one who said, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I am with you to celebrate that the Advent has been a place in which those comfortable words have been heard and proclaimed. I am here with you to pray and to hope and to say, please, God, let the Advent tomorrow and the next tomorrow and the next tomorrow be a place where those comfortable words are heard and proclaimed. But do you know what it says on a little plaque inside the pulpit at the cathedral? Yeah. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. So I know this is a different kind of pulpit. It's, you know, corrugated steel and there's, there's lights that make it impossible to see anything I've written down, so I'm making this all up. <laughs> but, Bishop, that was fairly funny. See, it's working. Thank you so much for that wonderful advice. But I'm not just here to celebrate that the gospel has been spoken and to hope that the gospel will be spoken. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. And I get to not just remind you and to hope with you, but I get to say to you those comfortable words that have defined and I hope will continue to define the life and the ministry and the hope of the Advent. I get to say to you in Jesus' name what God has said and will will say and is saying to you tonight. I know some here are weary and heavy laden. I know that this is a time of celebration, but that some have also come with troubles. But hear the comfortable words. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. When you come to the Advent, 
I pray that you will hear the voice of the one who came and said, come unto me. And he is saying it right now. And in his name, God is saying to you, you are my beloved daughter. You are my beloved son. In you, with a forever and forgiving love, I am well pleased. Amen. You've been listening to audio from the Cathedral Church of the Advent. If you live in Birmingham or find yourself visiting, we hope you will join us at one of our Sunday services. Find out more at adventbirmingham.org.